0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Whiteboard podcast. Whiteboard is a podcast and invites recent design grads to be candid about their experience in design education and building their career in creative industries. We are also visited by industry professionals willing to share their wisdom on getting started in creative advertising and the related fields. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Whiteboard podcast. Today we're talking about design designations, and design associations. I have three amazing guests today. Between all three, the RGD, Association of Registered Graphic Designers, is represented. DESCAN, Design Canada, uh, previously known as um, GDC, is represented. And the ADCC, which is the Advertising and Design Club of Canada. So um, I'll just launch into some quick introductions of who's joining us today. We have Bella Sanchez, a freelance graphic designer residing in Vancouver, B.C., She's deeply engaged as a DESCAN student member, serves as the co-chair of RGD's student committee. Hi, Bella. Thank you. Hello. Uh, Next up, we have Natalie Garkowski, who is a junior graphic designer um, of creative and content at Wasserman Canada. Natalie is an RGD student, soon to be provisional RGD member and student ADCC. Her hobbies are photography, she's a music enthusiast and fellow cat lover. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Next up, Haley Green, retired scooter enthusiast. Currently fun employed, looking for an internship as an art director. Haley has student RGD membership. She's moving that up to provisional RGD now. She's graduated, and she also is a student ADCC member. Some things that she likes, photography, cats, hiking, all things nature, a good veggie burger, old cards, and big salads. Not in any order. Hello, Haley. Okay. <laughs> so um, ADCC is Art Directing, Advertising, and Design. What are the kind of things that you can get involved with with ADCC?
1: Yeah, I can start with that. Basically, the Advertising and Design Club of Canada just like celebrates some really awesome design and advertising across Canada, whether you're a professional or a student. Um, And they have this huge awards show every year called the Advertising and Design um, Club of Canada Awards Show, also known as the ADCC Awards um, that you can submit student awards to, which is awesome. And that basically gets you recognized across the board, um, as an art director or a graphic designer. There are some podcasts that they have going on, which you can listen to. And then they also host a series of sit down talks, whether those are virtual or in person with just like advertising people um, in Canada. And there's basically just Q and A's that allow you to get more information about who those people are and the advertising industry as a whole.
0: Thanks, Haley. And Natalie, were you a member of that too?
1: Yeah, I remember. There were also some good perks.
2: There's reduced um, or free admission to all ADCC events. Um, there's access to members-only content that I've browsed a few times. So I think you get a free entry to the Student Awards. Um, and Yeah, their podcast is uh, really great, too. It has a lot of stories about brilliant advertisers and designers and how their ideas come to
0: life. Now, when you said free entry to the student awards, does that mean you get to go to the awards show or you get to submit your designs for the awards for free?
2: You get to submit your work for free. Um, You get one free entry. Um, But I do believe that you still get a discount to the awards show from what I remember um Haley you want to correct me
1: yeah I do believe so I'm not quite sure exactly what the rate is to go to the award show as a student member last year I volunteered so I got to go for free which was
0: awesome
2: I just looked it up and it's uh actually $35 to be a member
0: I think it's cheaper to get a membership than it is to submit an award which means if you want to submit an award you might as well just become a member
1: basically that's how they sell you
0: so Haley you said you actually went to the award ceremony
1: Correct. I got that gig through Humber, actually, which was really cool. And basically, I just helped out. I put like each um, advertising agency's name on the envelopes (laughs) of the awards that they won. Um, And then I got to meet and um sign in people and guests who wanted to come to the show which was also really awesome because i got to meet a lot of people in the ad industry and i also got to figure out what agencies kind of were in and around toronto and there were a lot that i didn't know of at the time so it was kind of awesome to get a little educated on that while also being at the show
0: did you meet anyone
1: i met some really cool people um and it was more along the lines of kind of Giving someone their award and being like, Hi, awesome, I love your agency, what's your name? Cool, nice to meet you. But there were some people that I did get to talk to one on one a little bit more in depth, that was including like art directors who were just starting out, as well as creative directors um, at agencies such as John Street um, and FCB, to name a couple, which was really awesome to kind of just like see where they were in terms of their career and then. Ask them if I could do a portfolio review with them and just kind of see how life was as a person who is actually working in the industry.
0: Yeah. I mean, even seeing the work that's up for awards and getting people's thoughts on it, I imagine that's all pretty valuable.
2: Uh, it was cool that you got a behind the scenes look, but I actually attended with some of our peers. And um, it is really cool because you get to see all these reels and videos of people's work that um, is just way nicer than browsing on the internet for um a quick link uh and it's way more in-depth it was um in a big room um a big venue it felt very um inspiring but at the same time intimidating
0: what was intimidating about it
2: it's hard to meet people in my opinion i feel like Haley got a better experience so if anyone can volunteer as a student that's a great um that's a great opportunity to hop on but everyone is kind of with one another they know each other people are there from work they're whether they're friends or coworkers. we were just kind of huddled in a circle before the award awards and it was hard to talk to people it's also loud um, then you kind of enter the room you find your seats wherever you would like to sit and you just kind of listen and watch and observe and take it all in and then afterwards there's a better chance of socializing and meeting people, but uh, it felt like everyone was enjoying their wins and there was no chance to network. It didn't feel like a networking opportunity.
0: Like like you're saying, you already had to be in, uh, in the circle a little bit.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: I, you know, it is an awards ceremony. So on some level, it's competitive by nature, but the RGD events, like Design Thinkers, are definitely not.
3: No, they're very celebratory in the essence of design and the whole design industry and coming together.
0: Design Thinkers just happened in Vancouver. That's an RGD event. Did you did you make it to that?
3: Yeah, actually. Being a part of RGD, you have the opportunity to volunteer for these events or you can apply to scholarships that financially help you for these events and it is such an amazing opportunity, I'd say. Um for Everybody of every skill level of design, whether you're just a student, you haven't even entered the workforce, or if you're a senior designer, it's a fantastic place to gain different perspectives, hear designers from all over the world, and ultimately at the end of the night have a great networking opportunity at the Delicate Party. Here on the West Coast, we don't really have the ADC events as much. Um, just because they're predominantly all on the West Coast. We can attend them virtually, but that's never as much fun. So we got Descan and RGD events to help lift us up here.
0: What are the Descan events like?
3: They're definitely on the smaller side, not as grand. Um, They're always a little bit more intimate, but it's very communal over here. Everyone pretty much knows everybody, so it's always a good meetup.
0: What kind of events do they have Does camp?
3: There's a whole variety. For students, it's definitely not a lot. But last year they had... It was like a studio crawl where you could sign up and go to all these different print shops and agencies. And just get a little insight on their community and their values. Tour their facilities. There's award ceremonies that they will often put on. Sometimes there's documentary releases or there's just a picnic in a park where everyone can come together, drink, eat, and just chat.
0: That's pretty sweet. For the crawls, you said print and agency. Do you do design studios or is it just advertising and and print?
3: No, it's a mixture of of a little bit of everything. So sometimes it's agencies, there's some print shops, there's some design studios. So you get a little taste of it all, which is really nice. For someone that doesn't really know what they wanna go into, they get a good little taster.
0: I feel like Descan does have the broadest like like mix. Like RGD is very graphic design focused, although they're branching out of that and the ADCC is more ads. But Descan like you have a significant proportion of people who are like web and UX designer members, don't you?
3: Yeah, they actually just did an event over the summer where I think it was something related to UX design where students could come and it was more of a workshop where you could learn about UX design, which is really nice because, yeah, it definitely doesn't get talked about with RGD as much.
0: Does anyone know if ADCC has different kinds of members or is it just completely ad focused?
3: I believe it's completely
2: ad focused.
0: Um, so if you like if you wanted to be a logo designer, would you join ADCC or?
2: I still think that it has its privileges because it's advertising and design. It's good to just be a part of the industry and know people in your community but as far as um the difference between that and what uh, bella just described i think it's more so pretty advertising focused and it seemed that way in the award show as well
0: Uh, the other associations do have awards so rgd has student awards and they have i guess practitioner awards they just call them awards Um, and Descan has awards, I think.
3: Yeah, they put on a few throughout the year.
0: Have any of you entered the awards competitions? Have they been beneficial? Have you sat as judges, anything like that?
3: I've entered all of Descan's and RGD awards, and I find it's a great reach just to get your work out there. I think this is the first year that I've entered the ATC, so we'll wait and see about that one. But I think it's always great just to get more feedback on your work from people that you typically wouldn't get feedback from.
0: The judges will contact you regardless, or do you mean you're reaching out to people in the network to review before you submit?
3: No, with RGD Student Awards, you will get feedback on all of your projects that you've submitted a couple months after all the awards have been released.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. And who is the feedback coming from?
3: It's coming from the judges. These judges are the creative directors of great agencies. So having that perspective is always super nice and refreshing
1: on how you could advance these projects.
0: Haley, Natalie, have you been involved in any uh, award submissions?
1: Yes. Um, So Nat and I just submitted a project together, actually, um, to both the ADCC and the RGD awards. Um, we heard back from RGD, which is super exciting, and we are yet to get feedback from them. But, um, it's coming soon. I got an email saying that it was coming soon, and I'm super excited to hear what they have to say. Um, and then in terms of the ADCC, I think you kind of hear about your submission at the award show, rather than prior. Um, And then I'm not sure if they give you
0: feedback. Uh, I think you, I think you got honorable mention in three categories in that RGD submission, didn't you? Yes,
3: we, we did. did. Congratulations, guys. That's awesome. Thank
0: you. There's like thousands of people submitting, and there's maybe ten categories. So fifty out of thousands will be recognized with an honorable uh, mention or or win. Um, so to, just to give you an idea of like where that where that performance lies, um, it's in like the top one percent. Um, so that's amazing. Do you think that will be beneficial to you? Will, will you be able to use that?
1: I think so. I mean, honestly, just getting the feedback is so valuable in itself. I mean, RGD and ADC are both like very recognizable within the age or er, within the design and the ad world itself. So just being able to say that your project got an honorable mention or won one of those is something that's really awesome, and then you get to put that on your portfolio page as well. I don't know. It's super awesome. I was really excited when we received our honorable mention. So I think that just having that is really good. So
2: um, just to have a quick note about what the ADC spans, because um, I think we made it sound like they only focus on advertising, but they Uh, do actually let you submit pieces from editorial and book design and interactive design. It isn't just advertising, which is great. It's nice to know that both of these organizations Span more than just one type of design.
0: I do think that they have focuses, but it's good to know that whatever one you join, you never joined the wrong one. Like all of them can help you.
2: Definitely, I think that RGD does have more categories, though.
0: There's a broader opportunity there, and a more of a design focus. Like I don't even know if they have an ad campaign award, do they?
2: They do. They have the Zulu Alpha Kilo uh, Advertising which is one of the ones we want.
1: Yeah, whereas the ADCC only has one student category, which is basically like the student category that you submit to.
0: So Other than awards, what are some of the ways that these associations can help you? Like it, suppose you join, you pay your $35 to $50 what else can you get?
2: Well, I can speak on a couple of experiences. Haley and I and our other peer actually ended up going to a talk that the ADCC hosted, which was nice to experience. So I think it's valuable to hear very successful people in the industry speak upon their experience and how they got there. And it's quite intimate. You can ask questions if you're brave enough. So I really enjoyed those talks, especially if you're really trying to network with someone specific, you'll get the chance. We ended up speaking to the person who was being interviewed at the end, and he gave some good advice. It was just nice to, to talk to someone um, in the industry already. And then RGD is very helpful with their student portfolio reviews, which um, I had a great experience doing that.
0: What's involved with those?
2: you get to uh, submit your website to get reviewed by people in the industry provisional rgds certified rgds you essentially pay a fee and then you get to pick who you would like to get your portfolio reviewed by um depending on you know how many slots are full you might not get the person you're wishing for but everyone is Um, very knowledgeable and everyone's opinion is very um, valuable and there's people from all over Canada um, helping out the students and you just get I believe it's an hour a full hour of their time and they go over their website with you or your pdf portfolio whatever it may be and you can take notes ask questions so I found that extremely valuable especially as a student when it's so hard to network with Um, industry professionals
0: I think that the mentorship and the portfolio review programs are awesome uh, and a good thing to take advantage of and then going to the talks like a live talk at ADCC even if you don't meet anyone that day the next time you meet someone you might say oh I was at this talk with so-and-so and they'll say oh I was at that and all of a sudden like you've made a connection or maybe you're in a job interview and someone says something and you're like oh well I was at this talk separate from what you learn directly through participating in those things, you start to assume the culture. And when I say assume, like you become it and that radiates off of you, but you have to immerse yourself in that. Otherwise you won't generate that vibe unless you're living it. It's an unspeakable um, sort of manifestation, but it requires you go to those things and in order to go to them, they have to be available to you.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like with all of these organizations, essentially you get what you put in. So if you just sign up, you don't really go to these mentorships or those portfolio reviews. You won't get as much as someone that's putting all this time to go in, going to these events, trying to speak to people that they admire. So there's lots to be done.
0: And Bella, you put in a lot, don't you? Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) Well, tell us about your role as uh, co-chair.
3: Well, it has offered a lot of different opportunities. I have been fortunate enough to volunteer at... Design thinkers every time they come out over here, which has led to me just growing my network handfuls, and down the line getting jobs from those connections. So there's lots to be done. I'm so happy to be more immersed in the community and kind of immersed in the scene in Toronto from afar as well, which is really nice.
0: Would you recommend that other people join the student committee, whether it's RGD or DESCAN or, or ABCC?
3: I do highly recommend it. We're always accepting more people and it's just a great opportunity to really see and hear about all these new insights that are happening because there's so much going on. So just having that opportunity to apply to all these different awards, go to these conferences, get a mentor that's across the country that you wouldn't usually meet but be able to gain all their insights and knowledge from them is just an amazing opportunity that i recommend everybody to do
0: what kind of what kind of duties are involved in, in the student committees?
3: Again, it's as much as you want to put into it. We understand that life is busy as a student, but there are subcommittees. There's awareness committees that you could be a part of. You can essentially put yourself out there on RGD's Instagram. You can redesign different scholarship awards that are putting out. So it, it really varies. There's managing a Discord community. So it just depends on your level of
0: comfort. Well, I didn't know about the Discord community.
3: Yeah. So anyone that's a provisional member, I think it's just provisionals. It could be more. Um, or student members can be a part of the Discord community where you chat about what's going on. You ask problems. You help put on events. Um, there's lots of things.
0: I think they have a Slack as well, now, now that I...
3: Slack is for more professional members, For the, so I think okay. you could join as any type of member of RGD, but it's more of a professional setting.
0: Okay, yeah, because I'm on that Slack channel, although I, I don't use Slack because I just too many things going on. Yeah, every time I go on it, though, I think to myself, man, I should be going on this more.
3: Yeah, there's lots of resources. There's a whole job section. There's an introduction section, question sections, a Toronto section, different
1: cities. It's great
0: haley what were you going to say before i interrupted you
1: i was going to say that the talk that nat and i went to was an in conversation with mike dubrick who is the cco at rethink toronto one of the valuable things that i learned about his experience was that he actually was a humber copywriting grad so i thought that was super interesting to know that this person who It's basically one of Rethink's like top people actually started as a Humber student as well. And that was really inspiring to me to know that, hey, like, this guy was in our shoes once, and he's made it. So <laughs> that kind of like gave me a lot of motivation to keep working on my projects, because maybe one day, like we'll be successful people who are
0: also working at Rethink. And that would be super awesome. Definitely. Actually, uh, a grad from the year before you, Ekinay Oda, he's at um, he's at Rethink. And he's doing amazing. He won awards in like his first year working. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, well, they're cleaning up right now. So.
1: They are great. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're sweeping in all those awards.
0: Does anybody ever do the, the webinars? I know RGD has them. I don't know about Descan and ADCC. Um, there's a whole library of those on RGD, which are available. And they're, some of them are like, I think, good for juniors. It's like, um, how do I price my services? How do I price my first job? How do I find contracts? How do I find work? How do I do my portfolio? You know, I know there's a lot of content out there, like on YouTube. But do you ever watch the ones that are on the these association channels?
2: Yes, I have. I haven't tuned in live, but I have watched recorded webinars. So RGD hosts a handful of professional development webinars per month, and they cover a range of topics. Um, and they're free for members. They can range from yeah, like finding your dream job to connecting with you know a Mongolian heritage, uh, just to name one. I'm looking at the website right now, which was it was super random but yeah,
0: yeah i saw that one i was like what
1: yeah i
2: know
0: <laughs> cool
2: i mean see it's cool there's a lot of different stuff you know you'll find something for everyone but um there's like signage and wayfinding to um accessibility which uh, i know you're passionate about but
0: I have, uh, a, I have a skillshare on how to make a
2: yes plug plug yourself eric <laughs>
0: No, that one's really old, actually. I hope they took it down because I would change it now.
2: No, the one you just presented this year, you have... um... Oh, yeah, the
0: one at Design Educators. But that's not really relevant for students. I did want to ask about this idea of certification versus being Mm -hmm. a member. And I know it's confusing. Does ADCC Mm -hmm. have certification or is it membership only?
1: It's just membership only. So yeah, you just pay to be a member based on if you're a student or if you're like a professional, and then you're automatically part of the ADCC.
0: But what about RGD and and DESCAN? Because I believe they have certifications, which are slightly different.
1: RGD
3: definitely has a certification program.
0: But you don't need to certify to be a student member.
3: Correct. Yeah, certification is only for professional members, which I think you have to be working for... A certain amount of time to apply to be a certified member.
0: I think it's eight years, but two can be education. So two years of school, six years of employment. It's something like that. Um, but but to be a student, all you need to do is be enrolled. Um, and you get the student price, which is, I think, $50 for RGD and 35 for ADCC and, and about the same for DESCAN. It's not a certification. You, you, there's no portfolio review. There's no requirement. But what about the provisional membership? How does that work?
2: I was just going to quickly say if you win RGD student awards, you get a provisional membership, which Haley and I are in the works of receiving. So that's a good perk.
1: Yes. Otherwise, I do believe that you need to go through a portfolio review in order to receive your provisional membership. Um, but if you do win an RGD or get an RGD, an honorable mention, you get to bypass that portfolio review, but you can still do the portfolio review if you want to, just to get feedback.
0: Right. and think you can only be provisional for a certain number of years. I, I know it causes a lot of people confusion because they see the certifications. So um, RGD certification is just called RGD. Descan certification is called CGD, Certified Graphic Designer. And so sometimes people, will, um, sorry, students will see these letters after people's names. They look it up and they're like, oh, I can't join this. You can't get the certification, but you can still be a, a member. It's a little confusing.
3: Yeah, there's lots of memberships out there, essentially.
0: I think even like in the States, there's AIGA. Does that, is anyone take an active involvement in the sort of advocacy roles that these associations play for the for their industries? You might remember when the government of Canada had a design competition for a logo for one of the government's um, initiatives. And they had a design competition where they just let everyone submit. So thousands of designers submitted and one got chosen and they were paid a token amount. So this is obviously spec work and it's spec work initiated by the government. So, you know, <laughs> RGD took a kind of a stand, sort of informed the government um, that they were doing something that's not great. So if you ever want to get involved in advocating for the industry, supporting RGD is or, or does can for sure is a great, great way to do that as well.
3: Yeah, they're very... Um against a lot of things and very passionate about things like accessibility. And I think within becoming a certified member of RGD, you have to take a test that shows that your values align with some of those things, I believe. I'm not exactly sure of the questions, but you have to educate yourself A proof that you have been educated along those lines.
0: Yes, there is an accessibility test. It definitely It's definitely a part of it, which I think I think it's important to know because if if you're getting hired by someone and they see you're a member of RGD and to know that you've passed the test on ethics and the business of design and accessible design, as well as a test on design itself, color theory and fonts and and, and so on. um, I don't know. I just feel like one of the things I've taken from being an RGD member is learning how to advocate for the profession and in doing so I've advocated for myself and I can't see when that would be more valuable than when you're getting started.
3: Absolutely. And it comes with a great support network, which is always great, where if you are ever worried about something or a client is not treating you right, you do have a great source of people that you could reach out to, to offer advice or just ask them, is this right? What should I be doing in this case? And a lot of the time people are so happy to help which is a great value that I have been using a lot.
2: I don't know if this counts, but uh, the RGD has a national salary survey called Creative Earners. So it just promotes salary transparency transparency within the industry, uh, design and communications, which helps us students and creatives um, across Canada to feel more confident um, talking and sharing salary and billing information. and. I think it just helps create a better financial picture of the industry and understand what designers um, and professionals are being paid because it always feels like when you're entering a new field, there's this kind of um, fog around how much you get paid because Google's never going to be 100% correct.
0: What we're talking about here is the RGD um, Creative Earners Survey. It's a salary survey where all the thousands of members across the country report their income, their job title, their location, seniority, all kinds of little details um, so that you know where how you should be pricing your services and what you should be asking for in compensation. It's a valuable tool for anyone at any stage in, in their career, but incredibly valuable for someone just starting out.
3: Yeah, you're so right. I find that that's such a great tool in terms of financial aid, in a sense. Um, and it opens up that conversation of what do I pay? what should I be paying? Is this right? Is this wrong? um what should I be striving for or asking for in job interviews? So being able to have that conversation is a huge value,
0: especially because as I mean speaking from a teacher's perspective, we don't really get to touch on that in school like I guess we we could like i have a, I teach in a very condensed program. So if we were to set aside time for me to talk about this, I already talked too much. It it would just go on and on and on. So for people who find themselves going to design college to learn about design, they're often missing out on the business of design. And so getting involved in these associations or at least supporting them in their their work in that area is important.
2: Definitely, your value shouldn't be a puzzle. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. That is such a good quote, honestly. Yeah, the salary survey is like, it's usually between three and 5,000 respondents and it breaks it down like where you live. So if you're in Ontario or if you're on the West coast or if you're in the East coast, then there's a range and there's a range for, there's a range within ranges. So there's like a range for seniors, a range for intermediates and a range for juniors up high and low. You know, when you go to your first job and they say, we want to pay you $40,000 a year. And you can say, well, in Toronto, the, the juniors are starting at 50. You just put 10 grand in your pocket, right? Um, but that's because of the hard work of the people working for these associations.
2: I feel like there's also ageism within the design industry because um, I know f- for myself, this is um, my second career. I did go to school and I did work in a different industry for uh, a couple years before switching to design. So even though I'm a junior now, uh, there's people who I'm working with that are younger than me and are in, you know, higher titles. And I feel like there's always this conversation about whether or not you should put your graduation year on your resume. And that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, there's so much that goes into how much you're able to make, really. And it shouldn't be like that.
0: It's a scary thing. I mean, we're kind of trained, don't talk about how much you make, don't discuss it with other people. But that's sort of, that's the machine, man. Like, they don't want us to talk about it because then they know we're going to be like, wait, you make how much? I make more. And then it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah, these things are good. Actually, I should say that the the National Income Survey, Bella, correct me if I'm wrong, is done in partnership with Descan. Is it not? Yeah. yeah Descan not... is a
3: sponsor of the event, but it's predominantly RGD that puts it forth and organizes everything
0: right does adcc do any sort of advocacy i mean award ceremonies are a form of advocacy but are they are they kind of doing anything i think
1: not correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that they don't do much in terms of like advocating however the community is so small and i think that like one of the really great things about it is that as an adcc member you can reach out to another adcc member or someone Who's in the ad industry because they'll recognize ADCC and you can just approach them and ask them questions. I think that people in the ad community are just very approachable and willing to help, as well as in the RGD and the design community in Canada. Um, And just having that as a resource is amazing. And I think that people are pretty transparent in terms of giving you feedback and just answering your questions. So I think that that is pretty much like. The advocacy side of ADCC, um, but I'm not entirely sure.
2: Well they've talked about some things on their podcast episodes but um, to be honest most of it is just about them interviewing people within the industry and talking about you know getting creative ideas and there is not much going on about advocacy that I know about in the ADCC.
0: And I mean, that's okay. I don't want to like, I just want to make sure we would talk mm-hmm. about it if I did. But I know that like a lot of the agencies that are platformed by ADCC through awards and, and so on, like like Zulu, they're leaders in the say no to spec. I mean, they had an awesome campaign that went pretty viral as far as a business-to-business kind of campaign can be um, where they released the say no to spec campaigns that were really, really good and, and pretty funny. So, you know, members, the people involved in that community tend to be the ones taking lead in other ways. And you could be that person too if you if you join them.
2: Yeah, I'm sure people have had conversations about it within their the podcasts uh, called Created, or they're uh, in conversation with series. Um, but I do know that, uh, and everybody here can agree that RGD really pushes that stuff much more.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Although seeing as it's the only one I'm a member of. I don't want to I don't want to make it look like this is a recruiting event. But- <laughs> You know, so I'm just trying to be honest and fair. If you were starting again as a student, would you join up again? Or would you be like, I don't need it? Or would you maybe join one or not the other?
3: I would have definitely joined earlier, just being able to have that opportunity to meet more people. But I'm very glad that I have joined both committees. And personally, I see the value in ADCC. And Love what they're doing, but from a West Coast perspective, it's almost a balance game of do I spend all my money to be part of these organizations and then not be able to attend a lot of their in-person events?
0: Yeah, I'd say you're active enough just with the two. You know, you don't need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Haley? Yeah,
1: I would definitely join both again. Um, I wish that I had known about them in. Our first year at Humber, um, because I think I would have um, applied then, joined them, and then would have had two years of being a member and getting all the member perks rather than just the one year. But I do think it's super valuable. Nat? Yeah, I totally agree.
2: I just wish I joined earlier, man. That's about it. I would rejoin for sure, but I feel like being late to the party was not really smart because you can really... um, Like what Bella said, get a lot out of it
1: if you put a lot into it. Totally. And as like someone who's going into art direction, you just get the best of both worlds by being an ADCC member and an RGD member because you get information and help um, and resources in your design aspects with RGD, but then you also get the little perks of being an ADCC member and learning more about the art director world with your ADCC membership.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as an art director, you're going to be looking for designers to partner with. So you kind of have that, you know, think, thinking long-term, it's not about who 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 can lift you up. It's like, who can you bring with you in the long-term? And, you know, you can kind of, I know a lot of people who have sort of done that in, in teams, either director, either art and copy or, or art and design people like moving through, together it's good to have that yeah I'd have to say I also wish I would have joined sooner I I never joined as a student I didn't join until 2017 so I had graduated in 2012 but as soon as I did and as soon as I started joining committees and like I was a photographer one year for design thinkers people started asking me to do things and at first I was like you want me to do something for you? But I paid to be a member. That's not how this works. <laughs> but then once I started doing things, I was like, oh, wow, that's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I'll be a photographer at that event. Yeah, I'll join that design-a-thon. Yeah, I'll speak at that event. And then all of a sudden, like, I just kept getting better and better. And they challenged me to think more and more and produce more and more. And um, it's been just amazing for me. You know, I, I I do recommend them. And I think any of them are great to join.
2: This is why things like this are so valuable, your podcast, because I don't know why, but I had no idea these things existed in first year. I actually found out about everything through my own research, and I wish Humber suggested and pushed these things more on students, especially first year, because design is first and foremost about connections with people because it really helps massively.
0: Some schools actually... um you're automatically enrolled as it's in your tuition. So sen- when I have also taught at Seneca College. All students at Seneca College in the graphic design program are members, are student RGD members because it's in your tuition. This is a conversation that, that can be had at Humber where I teach currently, um, but it would be a fee that students are paying on top of their already high tuition fees. Personally, I think for $50 a year, it's worth it. Um, but you know not everyone agrees. Bella does your does your school do it? Is it rolled in at your school or
3: No, unfortunately not. And the problem we're seeing with the schools that are automatically rolled in is that people aren't taking advantage of the perks of these organizations, mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of fully realizing what there is that it is being offered and the value that lies within these offerings and just using them to your advantage as much as you can
0: there's like hidden um benefits too so as an rgd member i actually get a discount on my car and home insurance and then i I know i no longer use the gym but good life it used to be half price
2: yeah there's still a discount on good life yeah
0: if you have a car and you pay insurance or if you go to the gym The discount alone on those could end up making it free. And that's the $450 a year professional membership. So the student membership, I think, comes with those same benefits. So it's like, why wouldn't you?
3: Absolutely. I mean, there's so much. I only use like half of it, which is crazy. Anything else? I know there's promotional opportunities for free advertising, but
2: I think that's only if you're an affiliate or certified RGD member. So we're just... You know, talking about all the benefits here.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is there is the job board. And I have had people reach out to me via the job board. Um, they found me through a keyword search for accessibility. And actually, the only reason I, ha- I became, like, known for accessibility is in large part because of the duties that RGD assigned to me. Um, so, yeah, you will get work. Um, what about the idea of if people see that you remember that they see, do they or do they not perceive that as a mark of your uh, ability as a designer? So if you say, I am CGD certified, do you think people assume you're the best designer in the world?
3: That's a good topic. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on the person. As you've previously mentioned, sometimes they just look like letters and it's too much for someone or they don't know what it is, so it doesn't really mean anything. I think it more so lies in your values, not necessarily your skills as a designer. And it just showcases that you are informed with what's going on in the design scene. Your ethics are similar to these organizations. So it almost vouches you, your personality a bit more.
2: There was um, a lot of thought about this when I was applying to my internships. I put the little student member RGD logo on my resume and I was thinking, what if people don't even know what this means? So what's the point? Um, And you know, you put it on your LinkedIn and you're so proud of yourself for being part of these organizations and communities i don't think it makes you a better designer at all but it definitely like bella said um shows your values but i mean i do think that there's value down the line so when you're uh applying to jobs later down the line and you have awards let's say um that looks good on your resume people value that for example when i posted on linkedin um that Haley, mitch and i uh won in three categories my um senior director of my team was so ecstatic and then he messaged my whole team and he was like oh proud teammate moment and he wants me to show the project um on a team meeting and possibly like the larger office and i think If you're in the industry and you know about it, it means a lot. But otherwise, like you said, um, it could just be some letters.
1: Yeah, I agree with Nat on that. I mean, as a student, I think it's super valuable to have those letters associated with your name. I don't think that those letters mean that you're an amazing graphic designer or you're like this amazing art director. But I do think that they show that you're interested in those communities. And let's say, like, you're someone like me who eventually wants to get a job at an agency. I'm hoping that the agencies that I apply to know what the ADCC and the RGD stand for. Um, And then they'll just, like, be aware that I'm also, you know, keen to be in those communities and learn from them as well. So I think that's the asset of having it. As well as like getting all of the resources and information that those two communities have to offer for students.
0: You know, Bella said earlier, with these organizations, you you get what you put in, and like that goes on the small scale, but also probably on like the huge scale. Like, the the more we participate in these associations, and the bigger we make them, and the more people that know about them, and like the louder we shout about them, the more they'll be known, and the more value they will have. In in like the public sphere, like people will slowly start to sort of respect these, if not as a credential, then just as associations. That's going to be more and more important, possibly, as like AI starts to, we'll have to find ways to, like, it seems so weird to say, but get people to respect what we contribute. And if it isn't through associations like RGD, ADCC, and Descan, um, I'd love to know what other ways people think we can do that protect um, the integrity of the design and creative professions.
3: Right. I think AI is such a evolving conversation. Um, It's interesting at design thinkers, there was a lot of talk about AI and I think design army did a whole campaign centered around AI and using AI. And I think rethink has just done one for Heinz. So just seeing the value that AI can bring, but also being very cautious of where that line is especially along the lines of copywriting
0: Oh I mean that, I mean that's what's going on in the Writers Guild strikes right yeah okay so this is actually a wonderful example so, so they have a strong union in Hollywood they have the Writers Guild and so when they came under threat from AI they were able to advocate they're doing that right now they're advocating for themselves they're inserting their importance and they're sort of drawing a line when that comes for us, Like when AI really comes knocking on the designer's door, who's going to bring us together? Like what maybe it won't be AI, but if something happens, if it weren't for these groups, we don't have a voice. So that's another reason why it's so important.
3: Yeah, that's so true. These organizations are definitely a unifying umbrella for designers across Canada. Otherwise, it feels like a gap a lot of the time, especially since there are a large majority of us who are freelancers, which can almost be a bit isolating at times.
0: Like even if you, if you have a nine to five job and you're not a freelancer, even just think about how many hours a week you might spend sourcing stock photos, just finding the right photos. So let's say now that photo gets AI generated and it goes into a layout that has to be a layout that is for social media and web. So there's all the different sizes, but an AI takes that photo and the text and resizes it for all the different things. That would have been a week's work for you. And now it's like not a week's work. So someone's going to get laid off, right? Even if you have a nine to five, someone's going to get oh, laid absolutely.
3: off. Oh, absolutely. It's a scary thought and just not the unknown, essentially, of not knowing where exactly this is going to go.
0: We need some kind of unity. I think anyways, this got really dark. It was supposed to be about <laughs> lifting up students and how you can make yeah, them out most so <laughs> The thing is, someone graduating today is the one who's going to be most impacted by this.
2: I mean, yeah, you're just like looking to professionally connect yourself with the or with organizations to align with your professional
1: path. But
2: the AI stuff is a whole other Pandora's box. I don't know if we want to get into that.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like a whole other podcast.
0: <laughs> it is a whole other podcast. Uh, will-
2: I mean, I've used AI at work and I will say we are nowhere near replacing people's jobs. Like we will use AI and... I've used it too, and I still have to put in hours of work fixing what AI did because it's just not it. It's not, there's a human touch. There's um, no replicating what a human can do. I'm not saying they're not great. I think they're amazing tools and it will get better. You know, I have no idea what the future looks like, but you can't be scared because then you're going to be like that guy who refused to believe the internet would replace paper and paper is still very much alive.
0: Are you able to talk about what kind of things you're doing with AI right now?
2: Yeah, sure. Um I'll just say it briefly. Um I use like Photoshop generative AI fill yes. a lot. Um which is a great tool, but also so crazy at times. I don't wanna use profanity, but it is not the best. Uh, it's not <laughs> in a good place right now. I'm always fixing AI. And we've we've explored I tell I can't remember the names, but I mostly just use Photoshop AI, and now actually uh, Illustrator has AI as well, which is great. A recolor? Yes, but definitely no uh, no AI for writing, because you can try and write something and it'll just sound like it's saying a bunch of nothing, if you know what I mean. It'll be like beautifully written with these big words, but it'll sound like nothing, like when someone's speaking for a long time but nothing is coming out of their mouth that's of value you know what I mean
1: yeah
0: I do I listen I listen to recordings of myself so I know all about that (laughs) the uh yeah I I saw I saw a video about this guy and how he how he respond, how he creates a resume and a cover letter using AI and I was so I was so angry because he was sharing this to juniors saying like oh yeah I responded to like 500 applications by audit by using chat GPT to like write my cover letter. And I was like, dude, it, it, that is going to be so awful and so boring and generic and unconnected um, that it's not going to work. But I saw that.
2: Post. <laughs> That's so funny. My friend was writing a resume because he moved here from the UK and he was looking, looking for jobs and he used chat GPT. And then, um, my friend A.K., his girlfriend just rewrote the whole thing and this was like this is horrible this doesn't even sound like you i just googled the best ai tools for artists and i will say we my team has used uh mid journey sure i couldn't remember the name before but mid journey um and we were playing with dolly i think we're gonna get a subscription to one of these just to have it on hand but um I I think humans are still much more valuable.
0: So something I've been doing to experiment with this is like, I'll look at an existing campaign and I'll pick a piece of photography from it and then I'll go to Adobe Firefly and I'll try to get Firefly to give me that photo because I know an art director went to a photographer and said, here's what I want, right? And they talked through it until it happened. So what I'm thinking is I should be able to go to generative AI like Firefly and um, get that photo. And like, so far I can't. It could be because I'm not a so-called prompt engineer. But my experience is that this is going to be good when it gets good, but it's not good yet.
1: I think that AI is good as a tool and for creating assets that you can then use with your creative mind to create a composition or part of a campaign. But to like solely create an entire image from AI is just, I don't think we're there yet. And you're also just like not using your brain at that point
0: though that's just it yeah i guess natalie kind of already said this a lot of the ai that we do use we've actually already been using it so content aware fill has been around for over five years now and that was using ai we just we didn't that wasn't like a word people used uh automatically removing people with photoshop it's been a thing for a long time so like those tools ai tools i don't think are they're not a problem and they are good and they are quick but um other ones Another one I've been looking at is called Flexitive. It's actually automation. If you give it a headline and a body copy and an image and a background, it will create all of your social media content, just all the formats, all the sizes automatically, which is pretty sweet, right? But also...
2: is it any good?
0: It doesn't have to be good. It's, <laughs> it's a, no, really, though. It's a 300 by 250 big box. <laughs> and all you get is a logo, a headline, and a shot of the photo. It's not a complicated. It's not a beautiful layout that's going to be on a coffee table for all time to come. It's something that I'm going to get. It's going to get blocked by ad blocker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So who's really going to be paying for this stuff?
0: Well, that's that's interesting because, like, like I just said, I use Firefly because I'm already paying for it. So I don't know how that's going to work. And now there's this, these challenges like so. Authors are suing, like George R. R. Martin and other authors are suing like ChatGPT, because they're saying, you are stealing our content. Like, we can't prove it, but you must be, because it's coming from somewhere.
3: I think that falls into the whole discussion of, like, who owns all of this stuff? If you give Dolly or Midjourney a prompt, and you write this great prompt, is it you that owns it, or is it then this AI that owns it?
2: This AI owns it. Just like how Adobe has been... Gathering all of our information and assets, and everything we use on Adobe is unfortunately owned by Adobe. Um, I know that's somewhere in the fine line. I remember there was a huge conversation about this when Adobe came out with Firefly, and designers and artists were pissed, but it is what it is. I mean, um, there's also that whole conversation about how we all rely on Adobe, and there are other programs um, that are great, but Uh, you know it's crazy how one company can just own everything of ours
0: well that's what's got the Figma purchase held up right because they have to it has to go through the courts because they just keep getting bigger and owning everything because sorry in case anyone isn't aware Adobe acquired Figma it hasn't been finalized um, because the courts might say you're not allowed because you own too much
3: oh wow I didn't know this yeah I didn't know the court stuff that's interesting
0: yeah, and again, I haven't looked at it in a couple months, so it could be over now. I don't know if it's if it's what, but it definitely was. Because I don't know if you know this, but um, Adobe bought Photoshop. They didn't create Photoshop. They purchased it from two brothers who programmed it. They bought After Effects. They didn't create After Effects. Flash, which later became Animate, was purchased from Macromedia. They did not invent that. Um, InDesign used to be something called Aldous Page Maker. They purchased that. They did not create that. Um, I no shit against Adobe. I love their programs, but they do have a history of just cornering the market by purchasing all the competition.
2: Uh, I didn't know this. That's crazy. I think the only tool that I still use that's free and not under Adobe is Blender. Knock on wood. It's an under a GNU. It's a general public license. Yep. So it's free and open source. Uh, It's a 3D computer graphics software tool, but I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, I'm I'm praying the day will never come that Adobe buys this thing.
0: Yeah, I don't have no idea how that would work, but it would suck if it happened.
2: I feel like if you have money and you're powerful, you can buy anything.
0: Yet another reason to have power in advocacy groups like RGD, Descan, and (laughs) ATCC, So that when things happen... Full circle! Yeah, so that you're not just one little person... You know, sitting in front of your overpriced MacBook, praying that Adobe doesn't up the monthly rate.
3: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, anything else you want to cover about uh, design associations?
3: They're a great tool, as everyone has kind of said here. And see if it's the right fit for you and join one of them if it works for you.
0: Maybe we'll sum up, but we'll do the outro like this. What is, you think, the right fit? Um, Would it be fair to say RGD is more design focused adcc is more ad focused descan is bella west coast and what else
3: everything a little bit of everything
0: okay Haley and nally how do you feel about those sort of sum ups i agree they're all good they can all help you Mm -hmm. if you do it just to do it and be a member you're missing out do it to get involved um and they'll just keep throwing opportunities at you and all you have to do is say yes
3: absolutely if you're doing it just for the membership then i'd say save your money
0: unless you need discounted good life <laughs>
3: yeah unless you
1: <laughs> want to go to good life that's it amazing yeah. the resources are there so just use them agree if you're gonna pay the amount of money
0: okay well thanks again everyone i really appreciate your time and i hope you all have a lovely evening
1: you too thanks for- awesome. thank you thank you